John Heyman, insider for Odyssey Sports and MLB Network. Chicago is watching carefully, no question about it. New York Post columnist, co-host of the Big Time Baseball Podcast. From the championship team of 2016, which was anything you could have done to keep one or more of these guys? It's a really hard time to try to sign guys to an extension. They were not in the mind space at that point. Curb your enthusiasm, enthusiast. You hate people. Well, I hate people individually, but I love mankind. John Heyman with Mully and Haw. I like the White Sox. You never know with the Cubs. On 670 The Score. Mully and Haw, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Always a delight to talk to our friend John Heyman. And he, of course, is an Odyssey MLB insider. And insider calls are presented by BetQL. Get access to data and insights the sports books don't want you to see. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app or visit betql.com today. John's also the host of the Odyssey Original Podcast, Big Time Baseball, with Cody Decker and Tony Gwynn. And he's covering entire Major League Baseball, which is no small task. And John, of course, joins us on the score. Hotline, which is brought to you by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. John, always a delight, buddy. How are you this morning? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah, we're holding up. You know, I, I um, you know, want to get to some of the Jed Hoyer stuff, but I just wanted to get your opinion. Uh, the Athletic did a rating of everybody's offseason, and everyone got like a, you know, there's some A's. Everybody got a B. There was a couple of C's and C-minuses. The Rockies got a D, and the one team that, you know, you were hoping for more from, they got an F. That's the Chicago White Sox. F for the offseason. Come on, man. <laughs> That's not a very good grade. Uh, well, I guess, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess they, you know, they took a shot with Clevenger, and that looks like a, a, a mistake. So, you know, if that's your big move, I, I, I you know, it's probably hard to argue. Uh you know, but the off season doesn't mean that uh, the season's not going to be good, right? So, uh, you know, and they lost to Brayu too, right? So, um, yeah, I would, I give him a D minus. Uh, you know, F's a bit harsh. <laughs> John, where is this Mike Clevenger thing going? We have yet to hear from the White Sox in person. They issued a statement. MLB continues, presumably, its investigation into the domestic abuse and child abuse allegations. We have seen this before with Trevor Bauer and placing him on administrative leave. What do you expect to happen in the next couple of weeks before spring training with Mike Clevenger? Yeah, well, I mean, they're, they're doing their investigation. And, you know, it's difficult to predict uh, how long it'll take or what the result will be. Uh, there have been occasional cases where guys were not suspended, where there was not enough evidence or, you know, potentially uh, the fellow was innocent. So uh, I think we was investigated one time, and he happened to be innocent of that particular allegation. I'm not saying he's completely innocent, but, uh, you know, in most of these cases, it does result in a suspension. That doesn't mean it will in this case, but, uh, you know, uh, most of them are, you know, some portion of the season. Trevor Bauer was the exception, where the original suspension encompassed two seasons, and then was pared down to 194 games, which is still more than a season. That that's that's a rarity. You've got to really be a recidivist, a real a real problem uh, to get that kind of a penalty. Most of the penalties are closer to 15, 30 games or something of that order. But again, I don't know all the facts here, so I'm not going to guess at what the result will be. 
um, the uh, on the same uh, format, the the Cubs got a B, and the Cubs spent some money and they went out. And you know, I'm curious if you like what they've done. I know you've talked to Jed. They've got um, he says Cody Bellinger's showing up at the crack of dawn. He's working on his swing. He's going to get better. They think that they've picked up. A, a, what do they spend? They spend a ton of money, and they think they've improved their team significantly. The goal now is to get to the playoffs. It's a, it's a different off season than we've seen from the Cubs in a couple of years. Yeah. I, I would have given them an A. I don't know. Maybe I'm an easy grader, but you know, I, you know, I've come on your show many times and knocked them for not spending. So now you can't very well say, well, as long as they spent uh, reasonably, uh, you know, that you, that you're critical of it. Um, I, I like what they've done. Uh, Dansby Swanson, I think, Obviously, the big move, and uh, he's trending in the right direction. He was as good as or better than Correa and Turner and Bogarts last year. You know, so um, that was a great signing. That was the guy they were kind of focused on all along, as we've suggested. Um, You know, they did a lot of things. Uh, Tyone is a solid pitcher. You know, unfortunately, or fortunately for him, solid pitchers really get a lot of money. so, uh, you know, and he chose the Cubs instead of the Phillies who'd offered more money, uh, a little bit more, I think $1 million more per year. So, you know, a lot of guys want to be a Cub. A lot of guys want to play in Wrigley. That was true of Hosmer. And on our podcast, uh, Jed said that uh, Hosmer, they expect to play against right-handed pitching to start and see how it goes. They got him on the minimum deal, which, you know, you can't argue with that. Uh, so, I don't know. B, B seems kind of harsh to me. I mean, uh, I, the F I can get, but I think the B was pretty tough. John, I'm glad you brought that up because you have been tough on the Cubs on this show and uh, other <laughs> platforms, and I think it's been merited at times. And so I wonder, when you got into that conversation with Jed Hoyer, did that come up? And did did he talk about, exa- if not the direct criticism from you, but just how he has evolved or his decision-making changed from – you know, they did have a very good offseason, but I think at one point in time, they decided they had to. Yeah, I mean, my criticism uh, didn't come up. I, 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 I like to try to make these uh, interviews uh, somewhat comfortable. And uh, usually, <laughs> when I'm well with Joe Sherman, I'm actually playing the good guy. So uh, I didn't bring that up. But I, I think he understands my criticism was more about their, their spending level considering their revenue base. Uh, that they just don't spend enough, that they frankly don't try hard enough. And that's more of an ownership question. I would say that last year I would not have signed um, Strowman. Uh, I would not have signed, uh, and, and he was fine, but I, I would not have signed uh, Frazier. I, I keep writing his first name. I think it's Jackson Frazier now. It used to be Clint. Uh, I, I didn't like their offseason last year, so I, I might not give him an F, but close to it. Um, but my criticisms are generally about the uh, lack of spending for a team that has very, very good revenues, more than uh, the GM. And, you know, they all understand it's part of the job anyway to be in the eye of the storm. We had a high bloom on the week before, and those, those were questions for him because he's really in the eye of the storm. I, I don't think people generally blame Hoyer for uh, what's gone on with the Cubs, although obviously he doesn't get much credit lately either. Uh, it's been a, it's been a while since 2016, which we did talk about that. And and they're they they've got a farm system that's in good shape, right? I think they've got a top ten farm system. And you look at them and you think, you know, their top three prospects are all outfielders. 
So they've kind of they've done some stopgap stuff that will allow them to then kind of transition into uh, into a team with with a different outfield altogether. Um, you know, maybe Suzuki's contract's pretty long, but it's it's uh, it's interesting to see the way they will improve uh, internally. Yeah, you know, normally stopgap stuff is not uh, it's not warrant phrase, but in this case, uh, you know, in the, their division, they they may have a shot um, with that stopgap stuff, and they do have some good prospects. That was an excellent trade uh, for Pete Crow Armstrong hmm. in particular. I think Alcantara is uh, highly regarded in the outfield, so they definitely have prospects. Uh, they made good moves. Um, you know, I think uh, Barnhart is a good defensive catcher. That's kind of under the radar. He did not have a good year last year, so they got him kind of on a bargain as the new catcher. And, you know, I, it was interesting that they never made a play for Contreras, who's obviously been a very productive uh, catcher. And, uh, you know, he didn't re- really address that. I don't know that we didn't ask it or he didn't address it. But, um, you know, I, I the more I think about it, that B is pretty tough for the Cubs. I think they had a very nice – uh, winter and uh, did the right thing to fill in some holes for now, and then uh, there'll be some some uh, re- uh, reinforcements coming in. And uh, look, they were they were actually pretty good over the last couple months, right? So I like their manager. Uh, they're they've got good outfield prospects, and I like their moves. So uh, let's try to think positively about the Cubs more than a B. John, I want to go back to the Mike Clevenger thing because of your experience in covering stories like the this one. What is the appropriate level of responsibility or should we hold the Sox responsible for for doing due diligence in a case where they signed him to a $12 million contract and this was an investigation that began last summer? I just wonder, do you look at this as part of the Sox should have known or they should have done more uh, background checking? Should they have asked the right questions? I, we're struggling here to figure out exactly what the Sox should have done, or do you understand that the confidentiality that these investigations carry prevented them from finding out what they needed to? Yeah, I mean, there's certainly confidentiality when it comes to these investigations, and there's no reason to think that they should have known that this case was going on. You know, I will say, uh, you know, he has been kind of a, a you know, uh, he's had issues in the past. Uh, you know, he was the guy who went out with Zach Plesak during the pandemic, and um, he was disciplined for that. There was, I mean, you have to go back and look at the history of it, and I don't know if they did or if they were put off by it if they did, did do that. Uh, there was a history of some social media complaints from a, a different uh, ex of his while he was a, 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 a was it a, were they Indians at the time? I guess so. While he was with Cleveland. Um, so there, you know, if you did uh, a lot of research in terms of social media or maybe interviewed the, the Guardians guys, I know that they're, they're rivals, so I don't know if you can really ask them about it. Uh, that they could have found out, and, you know, that's a bit of a red flag. It's not like this. It's not like this kind of an allegation where a suspension uh, could be coming. Uh, that I don't think they could have known. So, uh, you know, I would say that they, they, they should take some responsibility because, uh, you know, he, he did not have a perfect track record, even from what we knew publicly. John, thank you. We appreciate your time. Thanks, John. 
All right. Good talking to you guys. See you later. 